Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2020 Summit, the next 10 years on CVU Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco. Presenting world-leading podcasting and online thought leaders, channelers, speakers, intuitives, visionaries. Talking about what to expect for human evolution in the next decade, a massive new infuse of energy filled with new codes of information, discoveries, revelations, compassion, benevolence, beauty, magic, and new inventions. What we are sharing with you during this summit is creating real change in this world. The effect is real, a movement of real change. This is the time. All of us coming here together is by design. We want to thank you. Thank you for being here on the starting of a new decade. A decade where abundance and giving back goes hand in hand. Tangible change is being made on this decade. Together, in togetherness, we are making palpable, tangible change in the world. The 2020 decade will be a decade of remembrance, a point of realization of how much you are aligned with your spiritual truth, your divine self. Together, we will explore the beauty of remembrance during this movement of alignment. Our cells are now instantly being recoded to a higher order, and our layered bodies are being able to process a much more advanced level of cosmic data, causing our outward matrix reality to morph into the new Earth-Heaven frequency. This is true for every living species of Earth and beyond. Fascinating information is coming through highly sensitive beings, and it is shared through channels like ours to humanity. There is no ownership or entitlement. All transmissions gathered during the summit are being infused with crystalline diamond and Christ consciousness data to withstand time and space, traveling waves of energy to touch each and every awakened heart. We know who is here. You are welcome to join us live every Monday or Friday during January 2020 at 5 p.m. EST, 2 p.m. PST, United States, or 2200 UK. Call 805-830-8344 or simply replay the episode. Links are available at our website, cview1111.net, under 2020 Summit tab, or go to our event page, 2020 Summit, next 10 years, on Facebook. Welcome everybody to CBU. I am so delighted to be back with you. Today is our last episode of this 2020 summit. We had it all January, every Monday and Friday. And on the description of this show, you have links to replay for free forever each and every one of the episodes that we had during the summit. We were so fortunate to gather seven magnificent and way showers and people that are truly thought leaders, channelers, speakers, and visionaries 
that they stop, step up into the plate to share and channel and give us messages of what to expect for the next decade. Now, it is so difficult to have the entire decade planted in a one-hour episode. But if you listen to all seven of them, you'll find that they are information that is in, in, included in each one of the episodes that will bring you a very nice panorama of what's going on and what to expect. Now, we are doing this uh, episode, this show today, we have all of them together. We have the seven of them here sharing in a conversation, friendly conversation, another aspect of the 2020 era. And this is this aspect of togetherness, of being one, of sharing and being in the same um, place, in the same space, but at the same time as, uh, as individuals, we are always together. We are one. And that means so much that sometimes we are unable to describe. But I'm going to present each one of them. So I'm going to call their names and I'm going to ask uh, each one of our presenters just to briefly let us know uh, who you are and what is your title? What is it that you are known for? So I'm going to go in the order they were presented. So um, let's start with Sati. This is Sati Chappell. Let's bring her to the show. Welcome. How are you, Sati? Hey, I'm great, Miss Claudia. How are you? Hello, ladies and gents, and everyone out there listening. So, Sadie, it, it was, and it's always been a pleasure to have you here with us. Can you share us a little bit, your, what is your title? What is it that you do, your expertise, your niche? Um, sure. Um, you know, psychic is one of the big ones for me, clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience, like all the clairs, clair clairs. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, past life work is like one of my most favorite and how it pertains to who we are in the present life and what that means, how we can balance that. And then um, finally, you know, doing all of the transmold work that I do, um, which, you know, bringing in the master teachers really helps people to understand, like, not just their individual natures and things happening with them, but also that which is happening globally to us all. Thank you, Sati. And that is something that um, we have many of our presenters here, also psychics, mediums, intuitives, uh, medical intuitives, there's uh, healers, there's such much. So let's bring our next presenter, Lara Welsh from the UK. Lara, welcome to see you. Hi, everybody. How are we all tonight? We're doing very well. So, Lara, in niche, can you let us know your expertise? Um, well, I, I probably would identify with being a medium. As a medium, you know, I speak to spirit, but not just the spirit as in when somebody's passed over spirit, the actual spirit inside each and every single one of us. So I suppose you could say that I have, the, you know, where I've been working over the years is connecting people either internally or externally. 
Thank you, Lara. And as I'm unmuting each one of our presenters, I'm leaving them on mute. So, of course, if any of you have a noise in the background, I'm going to ask you to just mute yourself because it's easier for you to do it than for me to realize who is the one. Okay, so next we have another of my favorites, it's Jane Smolnik, and let's bring her in. Hey, Jane, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Claudia. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. So, James, let us know what is your niche. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm a naturopathic doctor. I'm also an iridologist, master herbalist, certified intuitive healer. So I've been in the holistic field for probably about 36 years or so. Um, but my real passion is helping people to go much deeper in expanding their conscious awareness and I also created and I now teach biofield clearing, which is using about 18 charts to identify everything that's in our energy field, our fears and doubts and traumas and inherited patterns, ancestral patterns, past life patterns, things that we need to just clear out of our DNA so that we can actually shift to a higher state of being. And also what are really the true keys for our inner healing. And I use ancient Egyptian pendulums and tools for that. So that's really a passion for me. And I, it's really healing with the DNA, clearing the DNA on a very deep level. Oh, a little baby. Sorry about that. Thank you. Thank you. So just when you, if there's no, just mute yourself. Thank you. So now we're going to go with uh, Tracy so she can introduce herself. Tracy, welcome. Okay, so Tracy um, is going to remain on the back. Um, She just recently went through a very painful procedure. But Tracy is, um, she's a channeler uh, after summoning Samuel. She's an inspirational teacher and coach. And she is in Mountain City, Tennessee. Okay, so let's come with Aziza. Hi, Aziza, how are you? I'm well, Claudia. How are you? It's good to be here. It's good to be here, too. <laughs> so, Aziza, what is it that you do? All right. Um, I refer to it as the integrative intuitive energy healing art. Um, basically, I integrate everything that I do. So, I'm a Reiki master, so I combine energy healing with Um, the intuitive work that I do and um, creative art. Basically, when a client comes to me, I do an evaluation to determine what they need. So, and it it integrates many different healing modalities according to what the client needs. I like to call it the integrative intuitive energy healing art because it's it's a process. It's an artistic process. It's an intuitive process. It's a holistic process. And it's, it's basically breaking down whatever it is that most of the time when my clients come, that there's some sort of an energy block and everything is energy, as we know. So it's breaking it down and determining what tools we need to help them to move past wherever they are to get into what they need to get into. Thank you, Susan. Okay, so now let's uh, come with Karen, Karen Fullerton. Welcome. Hi, thank you. 
So Karen, so, what would be your area of expertise? I have dubbed the title, if you will, of energetic catalyst because uh, much like I think it was Anastasia, it's a, it's a fusion of uh, different modalities from um, energy healing and, you know, from a Reiki master perspective and um, mind, mind medicine with, uh, you know, different techniques and modalities with neuro-linguistic programming and, you know, total body modification, just like different modalities and very intuitive to um, help people to really heal their fragmented heart. I'm a, I'm a heart energy leader and my goal is to self empower and to teach you how to evolve and to come into your own heart energy and heart space, not only for your energetic purpose, but you know, maybe your professional purpose as well, because I do balance this myself with a, a business aspect. I have one foot and have always had one foot in, in the business world and um, founded a, a, a nonprofit organization and in marketing. So I, I can um, very much align people uh, in either aspect from, you know, their, their professional life and limiting beliefs to, you know, spiritual and energetic purpose. And uh, it also can be a, a more of a coaching session initially to find out where you're at, to find out what type of a session uh, would be best. Thank you. Okay, so and now let's bring Anastasia to the show. Hey, Anastasia. Hello, Claudia. Hello, everyone. Um, I think, Karen, it was Aziza who, who mentioned I, yes. the, <laughs> the, the, a, the A word, the A name. I also do the same kind of thing, <laughs> so it's perfectly, uh, perfectly in alignment. Um, like, um, like many of us, we have many gifts and talents. And what we've been asked to do is to use them now. <laughs> um, I, uh, I am a medium um, through the path of uh, John of God. I received that opening years ago. And, but I've also been a mystic and spoken to spirits since I was a child. So uh, then I was in business for you know, a very long time. And uh, I never was able quite to put the business piece, like Karen just said, together. Uh, but I do um, assist people in whatever it is that they need, um, in, in, but through their own process. I, I'm very much about silent healing. Uh, I talk much less now than I, I ask questions. Of course, people make intentions. The work I do is just to allow the light to flow through me and to go and assist with what spirit knows they need. Um, I have no idea what they need. I've learned <laughs> that I have no idea what I need. <laughs> so um, I don't, uh, uh, the work is really to empower, just the way Karen was saying, empower to, to uh, allow everyone to step into their mastery. Absolutely everyone has that capability. And as we uh, are here we've just discovered it first or ahead of others it's not that we're any better or uh, it's just that that was our that's our mission i truly believe that we all came uh here with specific um things to do and we are stepping up and doing them 
it's a perfect example of this group of, of women, very powerful, very caring, very loving, all centered, heart centered, uh, doing this work together. Because we do, even though we don't know each other, uh, light <laughs> works with light. <laughs> so I thank you and honor all of you, um, for, and Claudia, of course, for this work that, that we are doing on the planet at the moment. And, and then don't you find everybody that when you are asked to describe where, what is it that you do, sometimes as a light worker or someone that heals or someone that shows other people, uh, or not shows other people, like bring information, you channel information, it is so hard to describe that, to put it in words. Sometimes once you have a title, think of yourself, the next day you're like, no, but it's too small. It needs to be bigger, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and people need to experience yep. it. I'm always uh, getting people an experience of what it is I do. Um, exactly. Intro, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. lots of you all do the same thing. But I think partly we're all trying to connect with um, other people in a way that it, they can relate to it. Because if we say something mm-hmm. that's totally out there and there's too much unknown space between what they know and what we do, they can't connect to us. So if we can try to find the words to connect it so that they can understand it, that's the challenge, you know, and then they can say, oh, okay, you know, we can lead them toward what we're doing and that's helpful for them. Yeah, it's a discrimination, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. to be able, because it, otherwise it's like talking to people and there's a deer in the headlights. It's like they have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. So um, it's better to kind of find out or feel where they're coming from first. And usually I find if you ask questions, they, they pretty well tell you where they're at. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's an evolving I think we're always evolving. And so I check in with spirit and I'm like, okay, what are we mm-hmm. sharing today? You know, what is this about? I'm updating my website according to the information that I received to try and help people um, to have a, a, an idea of what it is exactly that I do. And uh, this, this is Karen. And I guess this is a little bit about my marketing background and, and yes, I have this this same challenge, and I've it's always been easier to help other people, you know, than it is to help yourself. But what I guide people, you know, marketing 101, if you will, is that even though everyone can utilize your services or product, um, you're not going to market to everybody. And everyone's like, well, how do I know who I want to market to? Because I can help everybody. And I just got to go back to you, be true to you. What are your stories? Mm-hmm. What led you to what you're doing? Because that's your path. And you talk that path to that niche and those, and, and that's the magnet. And then the other people, if they're meant to come to you, they will. But if you try to dilute your message and try to reach everybody or try to talk some language that really is not from your heart, it's not going to connect with them anyway. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my well, experience. I think that leads us into one of the things that we have really been learning about globally and as a country and individually over the last decade, which is authenticity. What is, mm. actually, what is actually truth? What is hidden? Why do we hide things? Where do we hide things? You know, 
how do we hide things? And, you know, really ultimately it's all coming down to that concept of being able to face the truth, not only in ourselves, but also in our society and the reality that we all co-create together and being able to look at that from a very uh, clear perspective and say, and an objective perspective and say, Hey, you know, this is what needs to be done in order to balance everything and to get things back, let's say back into a working order or to keep things in a working order. And I think that all comes through authenticity and, and what you're saying, um, Karen, is having that um, authentic voice, that authentic state of being, which is all that yes. we can ever offer. And I, I saw this recently and I'm not sure where or who the quote is, but I loved it. It's who you are is how you teach. And that just resonated with me and goes to that authentic um, perspective or, or label, if you will. I think that's perfect. And, you know, talking about authenticity and authenticity, or whatever you would say, um, when you are a being of light, or we now understand after this decade of awakening, we now understand that we all are beings of light. How do you think we are going to be authentic in the, in the next decade or in our next part of our lives, in our business, in our personal life? How do you become authentically with who you truly are? Ooh, I'd like to speak to that. This is, this is Jane. Um, one of the one of the things that I think, especially now, that's happening more and more, because we are all beings of light, and we are all kind of expanding and ascending, and this is going to happen even more. And I think one of the things that happens is the more we expand our awareness, the more we recognize mm-hmm. and integrate our multi multi dimensional sense of being, in a sense, mm-hmm. the more our DNA is activated and activated and activated. Um, because the average person has probably maybe 30% they come into this lifetime with their DNA activated. And if you think about the fact that all the divine masters, um, they're like 100% activated. And it really is connected to our ability to see things or be more expanded in our awareness. And part of that is, too, is really being integrating, integrating that into our life and really living it, being it, Mm -hmm. shining that light, being aware. So others you know, it's like what Marianne Williamson has said, you know, don't be afraid to be fabulous in all of who you Mm -hmm. are, because that is essential right now, you know, instead of acting small or, you know, that's really an important piece. Hmm. Well, it's it's about... This is is Karen, and I was just going to add on that um, awareness is that it's, it's not an easy, it might seem simple again, but it's not easy to really truly be aware of who you are. And I think it's about coming back to know that and just spending time in, in, in that awareness of who you are. I mean, especially from a young age and, you know, up until seven and, you know, we're so shaped with other people's and, and society's ideas and beliefs. And it's about just, you know, just spending time and questioning and leaning in and who am I? And I just keep remi- uh, reminding myself of the movie, The Princess Bride, if anyone's seen that, where, you know, she kept running, uh, you know, at the altar and she kept changing how she ate. She didn't know at the end of the movie what kind of eggs she liked because she just 
you know, kept changing or thought she liked this because this person liked it. And, and I feel it's, it's, it's sometimes hard for people to do because people don't necessarily quote unquote like who they are. Um, and, and that's part of this, I think decade is really going through and taking that response, uh, responsibility and um, healing that and finding out who is, you know, who is that inside of you and, and what is that North star to you? And, um, it just starts with simple, simple things, just simple awareness and, and just asking the question to yourself in, in your own, uh, in your higher self, you know, like you're asking and, and maybe even leaving it up open as an open question and, you know, but just being open to allow that to come in and go back to the things you love. Start with going back to um, what you know you truly love to do or what you did as a kid to start to activate that for people who aren't sure how to really get there. Well, this is Anastasia. Uh, one of the things I think is that's most important for all of us is to do our work on ourselves. And as we're doing our work, we expand, fill with more light. Our multidimensionalness becomes more real. Um, as, the, as Jane was saying, the DNA expands, frequency is raised, and then people feel it around us because that's who we are. So a lot of it I'm finding is unspoken, but it's how I act and my state of being is extremely important. So the practices that I do, uh, the, the work that I do on myself is, for me, primary. And then it's about being able to offer it in a really pure state because I'm not, um, I'm not attached to it. It just is, is what it is. But I know I've done my work. And... Um, so I like that piece of being able to be out in the world, uh, but not of the world, and uh, see how things change around me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, talk, in talking about changes, let's talk a little bit about those changes around I'm sorry, us. Um, I'm sorry, Claudia. Oh. This is, is I wanted to comment on on your sure. question. I think basically one of the things that I do is, like I said earlier, connecting with spirit. When you connect with spirit and you connect with your source, it's easier for you to recognize and understand who you are, who your authentic self is. And the energy, um, it does shift. It does change. The vibration, it, it, it does align because you're in alignment with who you are, not what you've learned, not what somebody else has taught you. And that's what I talk to my clients about, is getting into alignment with who they are, who they were before they learned all this other stuff out here, um, but who their authentic self When you connect with your own inner being, you connect with that part of you, then it's easier for you to get out here and it's easier for you to be of your own world and for you to do your your work and for you to stand in the place that you need to stand in and the alignment that you need to be in. I think it can be confusing for people um, because they look at what we do and they think, well, I have to go and learn this and I have to go. And no, you don't. All you really have to do is get in alignment with who you are and who you are. That means getting into alignment with your own personal source. And so by connecting there first, then you know what else to do from there. All the other stuff is just kind of like candy. But we have to connect with spirit. And, you know, meditation is important for that. 
being still is important for that. Listening in is important for that. Because when we listen to other people, that's listening to other people's stories and other people's energy. But when we learn how to go and connect ourselves, then we can find what our own personal truth is and we can walk in for our authentic self and source. Thank you, Claudia. No, it's fine. Um, anyone else have something else to say about that? Okay. Uh, so we were talking also about change, and that brought us back um, to another of the aspects that we are going through a moment of what well, we're always having change in our lives, and change is part of Earth. I think uh, there has never been a part in, in the history of the Earth, of humanity, that people have not been thinking, oh, things are changing now, everything is different from it was. But at this moment on, on our lives, um, I, I feel that we're going through a, a, a vortex that is changing us in ways that at least in our lifetime, we haven't seen a change as profound as the one that we are experiencing that now, right now. These changes are changing the earth, are changing our cultures, are changing consciousness, are changing everything that we have ever think about or see around us. So what are your thoughts of the, the changes in the, the benefits of just allowing them to happen, or what are your thoughts on that area? Uh, Claudia, this is Sati, um, and if I may take a minute to speak to that, please. Um, I think that as a global community, we really have gone through this many, many times in the um, there have been innumerable rises and falls of civilization, and I'm not necessarily saying that's what we're going through. What I'm saying is that, you know, just that alone as an example is, you know, indicative of the type of change that I think we are all feeling. Now, I think that what makes this so different from my perspective, um, meaning the changes that we're all going through at this time, is that it's not just on the physical level. It's not just within a society or a government or a ruling class. It's happening on the inner planes, on the energetic level, on these aspects of self and nature that we are attempting to birth into reality and bring to the fore so that we're not necessarily so much of, let's say, a one-dimensional uh, type of society. Um, no disrespect to our society. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we're adding in all of these other inner dimensions and aspects of being and bringing all of that to bear so that we are able to see ourselves and each other as more than just the facade. And so I think that um, when you ask why this change is so um, maybe powerful. I think it's because of that. I think it's because we are bringing that power that is innate within us finally into the world 
on a global level, meaning everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. This is Aziza. I agree with that. Um, everybody is, it, it, it's so amazing to watch it happen. People are asking questions that they never asked before. People are feeling things in a way that they have never felt before. There is an understanding about the earth that is coming about um, that is just amazing. And there is, an, there is a remembrance. That's the way I like to refer to it. There is a remembrance taking place of who we are, why we're here, um, and, it's, and it's not what we all thought it was. You know, it's, it's connecting and seeing and viewing and feeling the earth as a whole and understanding that we are connected with that and that we are all energy and that as things shift, we all shift. As vibrations change, we, we our vibrations change. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the medical field, to you know, what, what people refer to as traditional medicine, and, you know, when my mom was transitioning in 2014, I was doing energy healing with her, and a doctor came in and said, what are you doing? And I explained it to her. And she said, oh, we have that here. And that was Yellowhaven Hospital. And she had this look of surprise on her face that I was doing it. She said, we don't see too many people. And in my head I was thinking, and then I finally said it out loud, there are many of us around that do this, but you guys are finally open to hearing it and seeing it and recognizing it. That's Mm -hmm. the difference, but it's always been here. And so, you know, I think that there's a huge awakening that's taking place across the planet, period. And, Mm -hmm. And the universe is saying it's time for us to, the veils have to go away. It's time for us to remember and connect with this energy from a place of, you know, it's a loving, gentle thought form. And when people talk to me about the changes that are occurring on the earth, mother's just doing what she does. Just like we are seeking to heal ourselves, she's healing herself. But there's just, there's a remembrance that's taking place and the remembrance is having an effect on everybody and on everything and that's where you know the the summit comes in in terms of understanding whatever you had hidden 10 years ago it won't be hidden by the end of this year it won't be hidden by the end of the you know the next three four or five years things that the remembrance is just going to keep going and keep going and keep going i think it's an amazing thing thank you mm-hmm. um, yeah i, I Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, it's Anastasia. I was just going to say that it's the light codes. You know, it's our time. This is why we came here at this moment in time to do this work is because we understand that this is a, a major shift, major cleansing, major. And, and we, are, um, we are part of it. We're a deep part of it. We came to do this work, I believe. From, and so... Um, this increase of light. Uh, th- I remember in the 80s, you know, harmonic convergence, right? And mm-hmm. we all thought, oh, and what is this going to mean? And then, and then time goes by, and we all forget <laughs> everything. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, in 2000, I, for me, it was like uh, 
2010, right? 10, 10, and then 11, 11, all of those and every solstice and every eclipse, such massive light and love coming on the planet and the Christ consciousness light, which has not been here really ever if they, from my perspective. And so it's, um, it's just moving us forward at, at uh, record speed. And it's, uh, it's like, hold on. And uh, since we came to do this work, we're going to be asked to do this work. If that's your intention to serve, and it is, I'm sure, for everyone on this call, uh, just see what shows I always go with, see what shows up. How can I serve best today? I learned that from Marianne Williamson years and years ago. And uh, it's, uh, it's still true today. How can I best serve today? And those things show up in my life. Uh, so I'm very grateful Mm-hmm. That's really good. I really uh, resonate with what both of you are saying as well. And I think that that remembering is really just an awakening in a sense of mm-hmm. something inside of us. And I think what's happening now is people are coming out of that three-dimensional slumber of just seeing life on 3D physical earth here. And that's it. You know, like, And healing is not just about paying attention to the physical body. And then we realized, okay, there's the emotional body we have to pay attention to, but it's going in the mental body. But what about the spiritual body, the soul body? What about the light inside of us? What about raising our frequency, our vibration, and the fact that there are sacred geometry patterns everywhere, including within us and around us? So I think many of us are recognizing all these things. And it's really interesting to me how all these toxins and stuff are in our environment on a regular basis to really show us it's like Mm -hmm. that is such a a lower energy and frequency that we need to say we need to shift all that Mm -hmm. and using the power of our intention you know the power of our awareness our mind and discovering our inner power instead of giving our power away which is what we had done for so long Mm -hmm. you know um, that it's very exciting to see this and to see more and more people reaching out for that you know because to me that's where the real healing is it's on those deeper levels and the expanded levels. Well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is Karen again. And, and I like to speak to, in case anyone who is listening either now or later too, to, to those who are totally new and they don't even maybe know why they're on this call or they just know that like what this change that we're talking about is too much for them and they're reacting and, and something, you know, they have to do something. And um, I believe I have it right this time where it's like Anastasia said, we, right, run this call, um, are the, and, and many of you are already um, here to do the light work or work. But for the, you know, the work is happening, the energy is happening and has been over the last decades more and more so that it's finally to the point of that tipping point and, and being a catalyst for those others who need to be, you know, quote unquote, you know, the veil and lifted, which I think is just truth and going back and circling to that authentic part of yourself or ourselves, right. And doing that, that inner work. So um, it, it, it's happening. That change is all part of that growth. And you might not have even asked for it or know what it is and just know that things are changing. And that is healing. That is the clearing. You're waking up to the truth of who you are and you just now know that it's, you know, things that you have accepted in the past are no longer acceptable to you. 
you know, in your emotions and your body or, or, you know, you know, that you are now somewhere finding that, you know, that relationship, that job, that whatever it is, uh, you know, no longer serves you. And so um, this is kind of that self quest for the, you know, knowing who you are and, and trusting your own gut and, and ourselves too of who to go to, um, you know, to, to take that next step. And, and whether it's, uh, you know, anyone on this call or, or someone else, you know, that you just feel comfortable with uh, to take you to that next step. So I just like to speak a little bit um, because that is my background. You know, I, I, I did not um, uh, get into the more spiritual uh, or holistic aspect of things until I was 30. And, you know, I'm here now um, working with my nieces a little bit who are just, you know, finally becoming more open to it and the, and the patterns uh, in their lives. And so I just want people to know that it's not you. It's like, you know, you go out, you go out the door, you go out to the door to your car for, you know, however many years of your life. And one day the car is not there and you're like, oh, oh my gosh. You know, like, it's like this jolt. It's this, it's this jolt. Like, you know, I don't know what to do. And you're not alone. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just this, it's this healing taking place and, and there are tools to help you. And, and Karen, if I add on to that, um, when um, my awakening happened, which is also, a, I'm a late bloomer, per se, I remember back in those days that I was asking myself, where was I? I never heard about the convergence or all of that. It was like I was totally gone until 2011. That's when I started realizing there was something extra. So, of course, when you when that happens to you, one part of you thinks like you were left out. Like, why wasn't I part of it if I always loved it? So, what happened? So, in the meditation, I had the, the most beautiful answer for me. And it, it said to me, it is not that you were not ready. It's because the world was not ready for your energy. And to me, yeah. that was like, I oh, that my God. Yeah, that's oh, great. That, and to, but to me, it was like, and that's the truth for everyone on this, on this planet. It is not that someone is chosen and not the others. It's, it's just like everything is designed in such a way that when the energy of the world is ready for your life, you're going to be turned on. And you're gonna, it's going to be as amazing as the first light that was turned on for the first person, wherever or however it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done well, now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let me just comment about something else. I would like for people, for us, for anyone, is just take a moment to observe. Whenever something in the world happens, I know that our first reaction might be fear, anger, despair, whatever it is. Okay, just let it happen because you're, you're here to, to experience your emotions. You just have the emotion and then take a moment to observe. One of the things that to me, it was like, oh, my God, I could actually see the waves, but not when it happened, but a little later. When Congress put on the, on the laws that um, 
marriage could be not only with a man and a woman, but however it could happen. I could see at that moment when the love happened, it was like this energy went all around the globe and changed everything. It changed society. It changed Hollywood. It changed education. It changed the brain of mind of many people. And it just happened with a pen and a paper. But it, so, so that's how many of the, of the things happen. Little things change our world in ways that we can even imagine when that does. So little you, little me, we are able to change the world if we choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll wrap all Yeah, that's what... That's a wonderful way to look at it, but I feel that very much, um, and I, I love listening to you all, um, but the choosing part, I feel that if you have access to the information, you know, if you're aware of the light code upgrading the DNA, then you have a duty to serve the world, like Claudia says, mm-hmm. not to pick and choose or decide, that's an ego thing you know, of should I use it, should I not, kind of you're chosen anyway, right? You, you know, you're already there and you have a, there's a reason that, I believe there's a reason that everybody's created. But particularly in this area that we are working in, that we've had to learn in, because for most of us, from what I understand, you know, we, we've, we've been like this since we were born, ladies. <laughs> we've been like this from as, as long as we can remember. We're born that way, and we're born that way for a reason. So I believe that serving others, it's not an option whether we do or whether we don't. It is it's already in us to um, help others and to shine our light for others so that they can, even in their darkest times, be able to see. If we don't do that, it's a disservice. You know, recently... It's funny that, you know, I read the cosmic energy, you know, a lot. I can feel it. I, I interpret it. You know, it's like a communication in itself. And fairly recently, with a lot of planetary activity, um, there, there were a few planets that were kind of messing everything up. And I don't know if you noticed, but some people from the past came back in, like from 20, 25 years ago, um, situations um, they just kind of literally over a 10-day, two-week period, it was like bam, bam, bam. And I was faced with a decision because there was a couple of people who hadn't, let's just say they weren't very nice to me a long time ago, right? <laughs> and I went out of my way to help them even back then, right? And I had to come to terms with the fact that, you know, they weren't ready perhaps for it. Even though they were asking for it, they weren't ready to, to, to hear it or to shift or, you know, to make the changes within themselves. And by, my goodness, you know, those planets ruffled everything up. They come back in, and I was faced with that decision again. And I had to remind myself, that's not a decision that I should be making. The fact that they came and they asked for help, it doesn't matter what happened before. You know, we have a duty in order to help them and not let anything else get in the way. And I feel that as we're going forward, that's going to happen more and more, right, where, it's, you know, it's, we disconnect from that. It's really fully stepping into who we really are. I totally agree. I can't remember who it was. Was it you, Anastasia, that, Anastasia, that said about, um, are you the medium? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's that. As a medium, I think you'll probably understand me um, when kind of we don't really have another option, you know. No. It's like read certain information, and you know, even and as an empath trying to convey that, it's not always easy. But nobody said it was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But we have to shine the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's stepping into it and learning who you are. I find as a medium as well. The further out there you go, the more it can be difficult to actually identify what we actually like. And then the realization of what we like shifts, it changes, it evolves as well. And having to reconnect even with ourselves, like you're saying, and get to know that in order to expand energetically, to affect change in other people's lives as well. Because really, you're all healers, ladies. We are Mm -hmm. all healers, right? And whether we like it or not, even walking in a room, Uh you're affecting change. You don't don't even need to open your mouth. No. Mm -hmm. Not at all. You could sit in the corner of the room and you're doing your job. You're radiating that energy. You're affecting that change. And you only need one cell in an individual to actually hear that communication, and it ripples right the way through their system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the job you're all doing. I consider it an honor to even be part of it. Can I just say thank you? Yeah, one thing I find that really helps us to help other people is by being able to just see them right to their core, that they are an unlimited, divine, beautiful being. Mm -hmm. No matter what their drama is, their story Mm -hmm. is, their challenges, instead Mm -hmm. of going, oh, my gosh, you poor thing. You know, Mm -hmm. the minute you say that, you just limited yourself and you limited them. You know, but when you can see them in, like, they're they're creating their life beautifully and magnificently for them to get their soul lessons exactly the way they need it. And when you can look at them with awe, it helps them shift very quickly you know we're not keeping them stuck by limiting them in that drama and it it made me think of when Claudia Claudia was talking about um, our choice kind of our choice points in a sense you know it brings me back to many years ago the Course in Miracles and that um, the holy instant where it just takes an instant to be in that Mm -hmm. state of grace you know Mm -hmm. and and the more we integrate that into our life and the more we can just be in that space the more other people can recognize it they're drawn to it we, we recognize it within them and it just expands you know it, it's wonderful i think that's what we're all doing on one level or another <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree and i think that um sorry i think that you know just briefly to speak to that you know when you recognize it in others, then it gives them the opportunity to recognize it in themselves. Mm-hmm. And it gives them the opportunity when you shine to say, hey, it really is possible. And the final thing that I think is most important is that by us shining or anyone who's out there allowing themselves to shine and living their authenticity, it gives other people permission to do yeah. the same mm-hmm. thing, to find their Absolutely. own way allow that to shine because I think so many people have been denied permission to be themselves much less to even shine their light Mm -hmm. absolutely totally and that's an owner seeing that it's just incredible well we're starting to see each other as we truly are (laughs) yeah Yes. That's just it. I I see the good in everybody all the time, right? I see the Mm -hmm. potential that sometimes that they don't even see. And when you see them become that, 
and feel that energy just not just shining on them but but shining through them you know that's it's just so incredible i mean it is an honor like i was saying it's an honor i think i don't know about you girls but i I definitely the strength of the human spirit and and what it's capable of doing and being is is really the part that I kind of take the step back at you know and when you see the god particle and you know people just suddenly being released and shining as if they realize that they are themselves connected to that divine energy and the moment of realization in their face I think probably in society they would call it an aha moment but we (laughs) we 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 call it enlightenment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I totally agree with you that, that every change happens, you know, cosmically first, etherically first, you know, ripples right the way through time, through dimensions, right, through every cell, you know, and every being on this earth. And I mean, the shifts that are taking place right now are incredible. You can see that by the way we've got earthquakes, we've got um, fires, we've got I want to say plague, but we've also got that the virus, you know, um, over in the east as well. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got a revolution going on round about us that is becoming more and more apparent as we go on, right? And what that tells us is there must be something really good happening because in that law of pol- the universal law of polarity, everything exists in the same space. You can't see good without bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't get negative without positive, right? It's all in the same space. So it's a matter of tuning your vibration and allowing your system to see naturally through your real eyes, as I call them, you know, and to be able to make those shifts. But you can see what's going on, that there definitely is a rebalancing going on somewhere. And I feel it's only a matter of time before everybody will feel the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. And there's so much available to us now, I mean, between the yeah. Internet and all the oh, yeah. amazing leaders. And like mm-hmm. I think of Dr. Joe Dispenza and his work and so many people, we have access to a lot right now, which really helps us all to be more aware and to grow and to help each other and to connect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really exciting. Yeah, it is. It's a strange thing, though, um, because I feel that we can have access to too much information that we forget how to feel it mm-hmm. because everybody's looking to see what they can expect mm-hmm. to see or expect to feel or you know mm-hmm. other people's ways of doing things which is not always how we, we end up doing it ourselves. We have a, I believe we have a natural key within us. We know how to do this stuff but mm-hmm. I think the internet is really helpful because it reminds us how to do it or reminds us just to press that button and look deeper. Yeah. Yep, there you go. And um, as we search for information and we, and whenever it does not become fun anymore, whenever it's, when we're doing it, if, if, if we're doing it or if people are doing it in an effort to desperately, like it, I call it a fear-based, you know, mode. So it's not like they have this inner desire or something intrigues them and they, oh, they just have to learn about this or, oh, that's great. Once it becomes as a fear-based or trying to get away from something, um, you know, I would, I, would, I would suggest to someone to go back to what you love. If that means giving up this quest of the, you know, I, I actually did that. So I started out for self-healing and when mm-hmm. I was, you know, 30 years old and I went, to, you know, for a Reiki master and I, I took a path of working with animals, but I never went into practice. And in all quite honesty, I kind of, 
I kind of left it for myself. It just wasn't me, but you know, things come back around. And so I don't, I, you know, I just want to encourage people to follow your own rhythms and, 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 and be aware or conscious of when it's not fun anymore, you know, because it's okay to plateau, you know, this is not linear, you know, (laughs) life is a roller coaster and spiral and everything all, you know, that's, uh, and, and more and so it's it's okay to um you know if there's too much information out there like you said or you know just just pick and choose or if it's not uh fun if it's not loving then just pick one thing and stick with it or take a break or go back to your heart center yeah yeah well when you come from your heart those you you make those choices naturally so that's kind of our being able to show people that they can do that that that's really how you you intuit things. It's all from the heart space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's uncovering the heart. I, I think that, I mean, that's kind of part of my path and my, um, in, in my healing business is to reconnect. People think they're coming from the heart and they're coming from the mind or they're coming from a fear-based pattern. You know, they desire more. And um, it, it's just it's just fine tuning, you know. What is how does that feel? Somebody said you got to feel it. How does it really feel to come from a heart space? It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's not always, you know. For some people, it's really easy. We're you know maybe born this way, but for others, it's it's it is life. It is their their, you know, part mm-hmm. of their learning and their path. Yeah, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. This is Aziza. We are all born with gifts. We are all born with natural abilities to connect and to feel and to see. Um, for some people, it, it's easier. You know, they feel or they feel like it's easier than it is than it is for others. And for some people, they just feel like if they talk about whatever it is, if they talk about what they do, if they talk about, you know, being able to see spirits or hear spirits or um, if they talk about, you know, their happy places, standing with their arms wrapped around a tree, you know, or anything like that, they feel like people will laugh at them or not take them seriously or anything like that. And I think part of the process that's going on right now is to help people to feel comfortable tapping into their authentic self, coming from that place of, you know, yes, I'm a tree hugger. Not only am I a tree hugger, but I talk to trees, you know, and I listen to them because they encourage me to follow what I need to follow. They remind me of who I am. They show me things. You know, you may meet a tree on your hike, that is the exact tree that you need for something that you need to heal in that moment. You hear about a lot of people who sit down for a moment because they're tired and they lean back on a tree. And before they know it, there's this, this, this energy that they feel. And maybe when they sat down, they were breathless and they all of a sudden they feel energetic. Or maybe when they sat down, they had a headache and all this, the headache is gone. I think what's happening is, is we are being called to drop all of the all the the instruments and, and and various tools and things that we've gathered along the way that we think we need to be our authentic self and to just sit down, sit at the base of the tree, hear what the tree has to say. If you've been if you find that you're able to see spirits, well you're 
able to see them for a reason, you know, investigate that. If you find that you can sense or feel, you know, other people, look at that, investigate that. And if you feel like, and if you feel led, because I always ask people, you know, I always ask, well, what brought you to me? I don't know. I was just, you know, I was going through and, and I was Googling this and Googling that. And then all of a sudden I just felt like, well, put this in and see what comes up and boom, there you were. People will be led where they need to be. What people, what we need to remember and start doing again is just simply asking. I think in this time, it's getting back to the simple, really simple, basic things of feeling and hearing and seeing and knowing all the things that we were born with because all this other stuff is chatter and it's distraction. And we don't need it all. We just need basic, instinctive things that we were born with. When, when I have a mom, a new mom come to me, the first thing I say to her is, listen to your baby. That baby is not empty waiting to be filled. That baby is full. That baby has all the knowledge and wisdom. That baby is going to teach you some things if you just listen. Because so many of us, we've been filled with other people's stuff. And Karen, what, you know, when you talk about the fear, a lot of us have inherited fears that don't even belong to us. We've inherited fears. You know, maybe our, our parents were afraid to let us cross the street alone because they didn't think, they didn't think that we knew how. They didn't think we understood the, the concept. They thought that they had to teach us about, you know, you don't touch things that are hot. Intuitively, we knew these things. We know these things. But when, as we're growing up, that fear, because they think that, you know, well, this is my child and I have to raise them and I have to teach them. And we inherited a lot of their fears. And so part of the process now is letting all of that go, is recognizing what is mine, what is not mine. Is being able to ask the question, where did this even come from? Why is it even here? We don't need to go into a lot of um, talk that makes no sense to us. All we have to do is just really check in and listen for ourselves. And I just think that that is, I guess what I'm hearing is like a critical mass of just being able to connect with our own natural intuition so that spirit can talk to us. And when I say spirit, for, for those that don't understand, spirit for me is God. Spirit for me is Allah, whatever it is that, that, that you believe, because to me, for me, all paths lead to God, regardless of what you call that energy. And that is a part of who we are. We're all connected. God and I are one, you know. Allah and, you know, whatever your beliefs are, that's when I say spirit, that's what I mean. Do I have spirits that I also communicate with? Yes, we can all communicate with, with different earth spirits or, you know, different planes of spirit. It really depends on who you are. But I think right now the most natural and basic thing is just really planting our feet on the earth, reconnecting to that vibration and just remembering our own ability to hear our own ability to feel and to sense and to know. That is the most important thing right now, and that's what the universe is saying. That's why you see so much going on around us. You have to be able to connect and listen and feel and hear for yourself. One size doesn't fit all. It's another world. 
And I think it's just imperative that we get back into those gut feelings and those nudges. I love Abraham. Abraham reminds us, follow your nudges. Pay attention to your nudges. And like attracts like. You know, you're a part of everything that's happening around you. These people didn't just happen into your life. We didn't just happen to be together right now. Life attracts life. We are like beings having this conversation with the universe. And those who are listening are like beings. And there's a reason they're sitting there and they're able to hear the information that's coming out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just to finish up with some of our thoughts is, I think we are all in agreement that we, everybody, and, and, and I mean every soul on the planet, there's a purpose for each and every one of us. And no matter where we are, no matter how we look, no matter how we sound, the way that we were created, we, are, we were specifically designed with this DNA your body, yourself, everything was specially, specially thought so you could be that perfect individual that is needed to be the part of this huge, huge puzzle. But each one of you, of us, we make a little piece of that big puzzle, which is life. And the purpose of your life, you are the purpose regardless of you knowing what you're doing or having consciousness of that, because you were created perfectly to be who you are. And on this earth, we're going to continue shining and being who we are, regardless of our thoughts, regardless of our knowledge, regardless of what we understand or not. That, to me, gives me a lot of peace of mind, because if I am who I am, and I'm just the perfectly am that I was supposed to be. All I have to do is now have fun. And this conversation, mm-hmm. lady, has been nothing but fun for me. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys want to um, add something else before we finish for today, or if there's anything that you feel hasn't been said that we need to wrap up with. I just want to thank you for bringing us together. Yes. I think it's important to kind of touch on a little bit of how we self-care, because I think that's another missing part. A lot of people do this work and they're not taking care of themselves. Or a lot, I've had people say to me, I really, and this is Aziza, by the way, I, I, I can do what you do, but it scares me because it's too much energy. I feel exhausted when I'm doing it. So I just wanted, you know, I wanted to ask everyone to just kind of, if it's okay, Claudia, just how do you take care of yourself so that anyone that is doing what you're doing or thinking about it because it's part of their gift, so, you know, you can share that. No one takes care of themselves. I was just thinking of um, such an interesting question because we each have our own path of self-care. And actually, I've 
have done a lot of work with other um, acupuncturists and other healers because they haven't been taking care of themselves. Uh, so I work a lot with uh, with with them uh, because they need to recharge and refine. And um, for me, it's uh, things I've been shown. I work a lot with crystals. I work a lot with sound. I work, and all those things um, are things that you, I can share uh, with uh, other healers and uh, practitioners uh, that uh, are really important um, because self-care is, is, it is extremely important and people become sick all the time of, of uh, even when, you know, they're, they're serving, they're giving not to themselves. I, I really come from a place of we take care of ourselves first and then we take care of everybody else afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. an important piece of that is really learning to um, kind of connect with our heart instead of just being in our head, doing everything that we think we need to do and this and that, and but really feeling what is it that we need, what's important to us, what do we feel. You know, I think when we're really kind of in alignment with our true self mm-hmm. and with our higher self as well, we're going to be much healthier. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be happier. We're going to be wiser. And a big part of that for all of us is learning to trust your heart and to follow mm-hmm. that. You know? Cause it doesn't yeah. seem wrong, but if we're in our head and trying to do all these things that we think we're supposed to be doing, because I know for me, you know, it can wipe you out with too much stress. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, exactly. This is um, Karen again. And it kind of was what I said before about, you know, people going, out and trying to do all they can to learn as much as they can if it didn't resonate with them in their heart because self-care is kind of the same way like you just said what you know what do you feel what do you you know uh what are you feeling what are you seeing what are you you know uh, paying attention for some uh you know setting a boundary might be self-care you know knocking something off a plate might be self-care listening to your body getting a massage might be self-care um, you know, just taking a breath and a breather and walking on the ocean might be self-care. And for me, I know I, I, I do all of those things. So it just, it just depends. You just have to, like you were saying, um, you know, pay attention to yourself and your awareness and what your body, your mind, and your spirit are, are telling that you need in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this is Sati, and I agree with all of what has been said. I think that after, you know, working in the field for 30 years, what I find is that when people take on too much, and this is whether you're being a light worker, a um, servant to humanity and the divine, or you're a server in the restaurant, or, you know, you're, you're just walking around doing your mundane thing, and I'm designating that just for the moment to make the point. Um, you know, we all have a habit, and especially here in um, the West, to take on too much and to do too much, and I think that's really when we end up getting burnt out. So um, from my perspective, I tend to try to really pace myself, and instead of you know, taking, you know, 40, 50 clients in a week, I spread them out or whatever. Um, So I don't end up carrying too much and overloading myself or short circuiting myself. Mm -hmm. 
You know, one, one, this is Claudia, and one, I don't have to say I'm Claudia, because I'm the only <laughs> one with a beautiful accent, right? Well, Clara, <laughs> you have a beautiful <laughs> accent, too. So, one of the things that I, I was surprised, I learned to be a healer um, in this life not so long ago, and I was so surprised when um, one of the lessons was taking care of your energy or um, not allowing people to send your to take your energy or taking other people's energy, and I was like, why would we do such a thing? If we are creators and we are these huge beings of life, powerful, why would we allow ourselves to get other people's stuff? So, is it is it a part of the healing process, or is it a Beliefs that has been imposed to healers that healers get sick because they don't take care of themselves. I don't know, so I'm not going to just let you know if, if it's true or not. But what I found is that, um, yeah, setting um, your boundaries is very important. I, in my work, in, in my business, in CBU, I have my calendar and I specifically block those days because I give those days to me regardless of how many clients I could have. I block those hours that I say, no, I'm not going to see clients at this time because I don't want to step away from what I like to do. Weekends are privileged for me. So I don't know, so, but I do that be, beforehand. And that is something that I have seen with women mostly is that we tend to run when someone calls us, I need you, we tend to go out and just go help that person regardless of what's going on in our personal life. So boundaries, I right. think, is the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. You're right, darling. <laughs> okay, so we have reached the end of today. It was beautiful. I love it. I love how you all participated. You behaved very well, so you all have a star. <laughs> gold stars for everyone, Claudia. Yeah. yeah, all of you get a gold star. So thank you for, for, you, for being a good sport. Uh, it really, I was really afraid how seven people could talk at the same time. Well, so, this is Anastasia, so, and I think it is was a wonderful, uh, a wonderful hour spent very uh, in very high energy with uh, beautiful with beautiful beings of light. So thank you. Mm. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you to yeah. all of you. You really are fabulous. I enjoyed it a lot. So thank you for playing with me, and we are going to do it again. So I will be reaching you out. Someday, sometime, I'm not going to put myself in any um, problem setting anything beforehand, but you're always in my heart. And thank you, everybody. Thank you for all the listeners, for everybody that is coming to this show in the future. We know who you are. And all of these ladies are fabulous. You can contact them individually for all of the gifts they have to share. Mm -hmm.
Thank you, Claudia. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you, everybody. And with infinite love and gratitude to y'all. You as well. Thank Thank you so much. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. 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 Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.